That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello, Caviar Dreamers. I'm Margaret Josephs. And I'm Lexi Buputo. And every week we are bringing you entrepreneur real stories from leaders, disruptors, change makers, and risk takers. We may not be serious, but we seriously mean business. Well, Caviar Dreamers, we are here in the studio again. I'm so excited because we're here with a dear friend of mine, an amazing businesswoman, Jocelyn Gordon, was it was an amazing company. Jocelyn. Jocelyn, her namesake. My namesake. Yes. So Jocelyn, please tell everybody what your company is because I love to wear it. And you're a designer, an entrepreneur, been up, and now you're definitely up because your line is doing unbelievably well, but you've had some setbacks. So please tell everybody what your line is. So I started my company with accessories and there was nobody at the time when I started my company that was doing fun fur accessories. Now you really can't say fur because it's a bad word, but that's how I started my company with amazing, colorful fur accessories. Yes. And through that, I evolved into outerwear, many different partners, many ups and downs. And I had a company called J Military by Jocelyn. So that's where I started Fun for Accessories. I sold to Bloomingdale's, Saks, Neiman's, Henry Bendel at the time. I had no idea that I could be a designer. I was working for another accessory company. I added these Fun for Accessories to her collection. And after three years, I decided that I needed to do more. And I got the courage through a friend to go out on my own and... And what was year was this? 2001. Okay, that's a so, long time ago. That's, that's 24 years. That's a long time years. ago. No, what am I? I can't add. That is not. Wait, that's 22 20, years. 22 yeah, years 22 ago, years. I started my company. I had no idea. I had gotten divorced. I didn't in my, I had to restart my life in my 30s. So I had gotten divorced. I had to get a job. I had no money. I moved back into the city. I was really not working for seven years. I was a housewife. So what was I going to do? I mean, I had to like go back into the working world and I was always in fashion. I mean, I knew I wanted to be in fashion since I was five years old. I mean, I was controlling my mother. You have no idea. I mean, I would say to her, <laughs> I'm not wearing that. I mean, at five years old, I knew it. It was just, it's something that's innate that you're born with. I agree. I was, mm -hmm. Right. Yes. I was obsessed with my mother and my grandmother's fur coats. 
We grew up. In I know New the York. feeling. That's the way I I was also obsessed with the fur coats. Everything. I still wear. I still wear a lot of vintage fur, and people go berserk. But I was like, that's a form of recycling. Wearing the vintage fur. Yes. Well, also there is a part of real fur that when it's ethically sourced, it's much more sustainable than, than even faux fur, fur because, because faux fur is basically polyesters. Yeah. So it's synthetic and it's not as good to for the environment. So it is like a big conversation around fur and I am not anti-fur and I don't really care if anyone comes for me if it's ethically sourced because I wear leather and I feel like you can't right. be a hypocrite. If right. And if do you're one, eating do a other. steak, everybody has something to say as long yes. as everybody's not torturing the little animals yeah. and things like yes. that. And Ethical. again, eth ethically sourced. And I wear a lot of vintage. Yeah. So this has been in, in the world a long time. Sadie Rosenberg was wearing it. Poor Sadie Rosenberg passed on. I ripped the lining out of her coat, put my name in it, and I'm wearing it. Although sometimes I like to keep the old name because it's like nice to walk around with like Myrna Rosenblatt's yes. fur. It's, yes, yes I agree. Now, do it, the stores, I have so many vintage furs. Now, do the stores buy any fur anymore so or everyone is done? Absolutely will not buy fur. No store will buy fur. There is not, none of my retail partners will buy fur. Wow, there okay. Is, so we sell to Revolve. No fur. Shop up. No fur. Sex. No fur. Neiman's. No wow, fur. Wow. Neiman's. No wow. fur. Which is going to mean that Bergdorf Goodman will no longer be able to carry faux fur. And no real fur. Real I mean fur. real fur. Real fur. Montclair had to now transition for all of their retail partners into faux fur. I'm shocked. This is what's happening. I'm shocked. I mean, Jesus. It's it's a big thing. It it's, was Gucci that started it Gucci, when they took the right. fur out of the loafer. That's I right. I mean, I will say I loved my Gucci loafers with the real fur. I still have them. Me too. And I am not going to get rid of them. I, It's a little crazy. It's, I, it's, I mean, I understand it, you know, with some people, but it, it's, it's getting to be a little too much. So I just want to also say this is Jocelyn's second time on the podcast. And mm -hmm. I want to have her on because I want to talk about other stuff and we're going to make it fun. But- Jocelyn and I are doing a collab together with Lexi. We're doing it at Soul Cycle Memorial Day weekend, right, We're Jocelyn? We're so excited. Yeah, it's Soul Cycle. Be amazing. Yeah, in the Hamptons, FYI. So if you're going to be in the Hamptons in Bridgehampton, come to Soul Cycle. Three day appearance with me and Jocelyn. She's selling her spring summer collection, right, Jocelyn? Yes. We'll be doing our soiree, giving it away, just so yes, you know. Yes, it's going to be sponsoring fabulous. it. It's going to be a huge pop-up. It's actually the 16th doing a pop -up. birthday of uh, Soul, Cycle. Soul Cycle. The Barn. Yes, the Barn. The Barn. Soul Cycle, The Barn. Sweet 16 for Soul Cycle. So we're doing a big event there. But we're doing this because I just want to say it's so important to collaborate, right? Yes. It's, it's about collaboration. giving support to women in business. Yes. And that's and what it is. Everybody knows how you started. And and, it, and this and, company is a new company. And you're, yes. and you're, you're helping us out. Yes, and vice and versa, because my spring collection is a new thing. It only took me 22 years to figure out that I needed to have a spring collection. Exactly. I was doing mostly cold weather. So accessories for cold weather. Well, guess what? It's not even cold anymore. No. It's like if we don't have a cold season, we're screwed. I mean, it's, it's, true. it's, it's true. Who's buying, you know, a, hat, a scarf anymore? Nobody's buying scarves anymore. My whole business is is fingerless gloves and hats in the winter. Yeah, so you need a spring-summer business. So we need yeah. a spring-summer business. So, so I came up. Good. I'm glad. Like, so you were like, oh, my God, I got to do a spring-summer business. So I think this is important for people to know. It's like it's about pivoting 
and, and coming up with the next yes. best thing. I think people get stuck and are afraid. So you were like, holy crap, I got to make a move. Of course. You'll have and, no money. You know, I've also been very lucky to have have a team around me that supports me in all these changes. And, you know, that has been with me for so many years. Erin has been with me throughout so many different things. I mean, I had a business partner that suddenly passed away and I had to pivot because I needed another partner. And I was partners with Steve Madden for a while. I mean, that's it, a big deal. Steve. That's Madden. a big deal. I mean, it was very flattering. I mean, I know Steve since I'm 16 years old because he actually. Now, did you ever sleep with Steve? I did never. Okay, not I just ever slept out. with Steve. Never okay, slept, with, slept Steve. with a lot Shocking, of people. Yeah. Shockingly, I never slept okay, with Steve. Okay. But when I was 16 years old, he did put shoes on my feet. Oh, at 16, wow. he knew he liked shoes. I was shoes. 16 years old and he was a salesperson oh. in a store in a neighborhood that I grew up in, Jill Dor, and he put shoes on my Jill feet. Jill Dor was in business then? Yes. Wow, that's the been 70s. around a long time. Wow. In the 70s. I guess I'm giving away my age That's now. okay, that's okay. Oh my okay. God, that's not good. Anyway, <laughs> so I knew him for many years and every trade show that I did- Was I he had, cute when he was younger? He was so cute. He so He's adorable. Did he have hair then? Yes. Okay, Tons of gorgeous, like strawberry red hair. So he looks like a ginger. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, he, he's a ginger. Because he's no hair now. Yeah. So every time I did a trade show, he would come by the booth and say, I love what you're doing. I think you're so innovative. I think you're so cool. Like, I would love to like have a brand like this, but I do shoes. What am I? He said, I wouldn't know what to do with this. Well, he started to, you know, like everybody pivots. He started thinking about going into ready to wear and different things. And he had a whole line of accessories. And when this happened to me, I needed a partner. And he said, I want you. I want you. I really want your lot. You're so cool. I want it. I want it. You are very cool. But it's true. unfortunately, putting a niche business, a small niche business into a $3 billion shoe company was a little bit challenging for both Steve and I. So after three years in the pandemic, came, we decided to part ways. And I was so petrified because at that point I was like, oh my God, I have to start over. It's already like I'm in business for, you know, 19 years. How am I going to do this now? I'm like tired. I'm exhausted. I can't do it. Well, guess what? I did it by myself. I'm self-funded. Okay. That's a big deal. And it's a big deal. It's a lot of stress. But it's a big uh, deal. We know and the feeling. We're self-funded. That I had Erin this whole time because I kept her with me, and she, thank God, moved with me, in with Steve Madden, and she knows the business and my business inside out, and has been able because everybody has different assets. And when I first started my business, I didn't know to really like hook myself up or partner myself with somebody that didn't that had very good business assets. I never had that. That's why I always had partners. But I was so lucky to have Erin because Erin is the business. Erin is a shark. She just runs like she's like, like my a, Lexi. She's like your Lexi. <laughs> so it's amazing. I, I'm very like grateful to Erin that I have her because if not, I would, you know, it would be a challenge for me because I'm not the business person. Obviously, Oh, I get it. Oh, honey. It's like I don't even know how to like like send a proper email. Erin corrects. <laughs> all my emails. It's like so funny, but I'm a people person. So it's like, you know, I'm the front of the brand and it works really well. It does alleviate a lot of stress that I have about business because I know that I, I have her and Steve didn't work out. I was able to like 
pivot. And, you know, when I said to her, what are we going to do? You know, what am I going to do? She was like, we got this. I got it. You know, I have your back. And it's so important. And I feel like there's a, 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 you know, like a kindred spirit with, I think women really understand women. And I'm not saying that it's not good to have a, a business partner. I've always had male business partners, but I feel even in fashion, that there are so many young girls, even in, in in all kind of lifestyle brands, that are so amazing. They we understand each other, you know. I agree. And and we and we back each other. It's like when I met you, it was automatic, you know, oh, we, that we yes. were there to like support each other. And that's just the way it's been. And it's the best now are the best years of my life. I'm able to take total control over my business my desires of what I want, what I want to put out there in the world as a businesswoman is because I have women surrounding me that support me. I, I, I like that guest today, like a little clip from someone else's podcast where they were talking about like the years of your life and 25 to 45 is like a really stressful period because you are having children, you're getting married, you're getting divorced. You know, there's a lot of things that happen in that period. You're dealing with like the first big deaths in your life, that kind of stuff. And if we all had like more acceptance of at 35, what life would be like, we would enjoy our life much earlier. Yes. And I think that as, as, as I've got older, for sure, I've realized how important it is to surround yourself with women that are not competitive, that are supportive. And I think in the fashion industry, I grew up when I went to art college, it was at the time when like you went to Central St. Martins and other students were burning your collection before yeah. the final show. So yes. you so because they were competitive and it was like Stella McCartney time, Matthew Williamson time, you know, and I feel like there's been a huge shift in the fashion industry where people are much more supportive and it's come from collaborations. Yes. Because uh, people right. realize the value in collaborating. Like years ago, people would not be like, I don't want to see like Love Shack Fancy with Jocelyn or, you know, right. like I don't want to see like Soiree with Jocelyn and Souls. Like people were like, those are all separate brands. No one wants to compete. Now everyone's about being together yes. and banding together and, and making and a party. also, yeah, and it's so much better to be together because it's just everybody's supporting each other. Everybody could bounce ideas off of each other. And it's better for the consumer also of course they yeah. could see all their fabulous brands together love, and right. you make something new and beautiful which yes. i i love that and it's true women as a whole we've gotten a bad rap because we i don't know what has it been that we've been competitive with each other where did that come from well do we the not get like the up? patriarchy put yes into i agree I feel like we're manipulated by too. men. I also yes, was like yes. listening to something yesterday, which was really interesting saying like, because now men, sorry, men, I know men listen to this. And I, and I love a lot of men. I love tons so of do men. I. Yes. But men have now found themselves in a really interesting position because in the 70s, there wasn't enough men going to university. So now they put like a lot of resources into getting women to university. And now it's flipped. More women go to college than men. Really? So, yeah. So now men are like, oh, shit, what are we going to do? Like the women are like yeah, taking, taking over. over. Yeah. Like, yeah, men, we are taking over because we can do it all because we support each other. Yes. I mean, in it's the past true. year, I did two collaborations. Well, one was a, a, a private label with Love Shack Fancy. And the other one was a collaboration with Zara Therese. She has her own brand, Therese. Yes, and which, yeah, she does the fun prints the and the yes, leggings. She does. She has a lifestyle brand, and so we did accessories for her, and it was just so nice to just be supported 
by a woman that started her own business that, you know, I mean, it was great. Yeah. And a so, collab is you share customers, you yes. share ideas. And and I and I just love that, that people could do that and that women want to do that together. Yes. You yeah. know, men don't do a lot of collabs. No, well, that's also, interesting, right? Mm-hmm. I also feel like women are a lot more honest. Like as we hear your story, you know, anyone listening could be like, oh, my God partnered with Steve Madden, that's it. Sit back, let Steve Madden's team do the work, maybe design a collection and you, you're right. in business, like boom. Right. I think women are very honest that business is not just an uphill climb and then you coast when you get there. It's like there's many setbacks, there's many ups and downs, there's many times you have to reinvent yourself. And I think a lot of women are vocal about this and that gives other women the confidence to know that what they're doing is okay. Where yeah. they are in their life is okay. Yeah. Yes, I yeah. agree. Yeah, men aren't forthright about the pitfalls. Mm-hmm. And I think women will say, well, this happened to me. I I had a setback and willing to share their experiences. And there I agree. Few men- I agree with that. I mean, I'm very open on, on and honest, you know, about myself and my pitfalls and my you know, things that have happened to me in my business and what my assets are and what they aren't. And I think that actually men are probably more competitive with each other than women. But they don't but they don't show it in that way. No, it's because, you know, it's very boys clubby. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, men are dick swingers. Oh, yes. And but it's hard not to love a dick swinger. I I do love a dick swinger. I'm not going to lie. A guy with bravado and a dick swinger and the confidence and all of those things. But men who are dick swingers and confident and stuff, you know, are attractive. Women who are like that are condescending bitches. Yes. This is the double standard. Yes, it's the double standard. And I don't even like a woman who's like that always. I don't know. What is it? What's wrong with me? No, I I don't like a woman that's like that. That's a turnoff to me. I, I don't. You know, I don't think that. Well, I like a woman who owns a room, but not in a condescending way. A guy who's like a little cocky. I don't mind sometimes. You see, there's only one dick swimming, swinging woman that I really love. And that's Martha Stewart. I mean, she could do no wrong for me. And I feel like she's a dick swinger. Yeah, Yeah, I feel like she's a dick swinger because she has a good sense of humor around it. And she knows who she is and she owns that she could do it better than anyone. I was with someone the other day who does business with Martha Stewart and they were telling me, that she has like a whole team and she was making breakfast in the house and she's like, everyone sit down. No, you're not doing this right. We're going to do yeah. these eggs the Martha way. Oh, How are you going to fight with Martha Stewart? Like, you're you know, not. At the end of the day, you're not, you know? It's true. But she's another queen of reinvention, turning like negatives yes. into positives. That's right. And I think it's so important. Yes, to she's one woman who was, you know, she had that horrible thing. She went away, but she came out stronger. You know, her brand was every single place. She still she still made a big deal. She was in Kmart. She was in Macy's. She was everywhere. She had brand collaboration. She's the only woman I know who came out of prison and got to have all those things. Yeah. But the best thing was she did it her way. Yes. She had collaborations and things in Kmart and all and, you know, licensed deals whilst she had a show with Snoop Dogg. Like, I I don't know anyone who could do that. No. That's impressive. Well, because she's sophisticated and smart. She's Yeah. I mean, she's. She has the goods to back it up. The smarts yes, and true. the talent to back it up. That's, that's the difference. I bet she had media training. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about media training. Yes. Because people don't realize that media training is very important. 
Because Jocelyn, you've worked with Amy Rosenblum, who I used to work with. Haven't you worked? Did I you ever have work not with her? worked with Amy oh, Rosenblum. You didn't? But I, I never met her. Amy Rosenblum. What? I feel like we know it. You've known Amy Rosenblum. No, and don't you think I should? Yes, I think media, tra- which you're speaking very well. I think media Thank training you. is very important for anybody who's in the public eye on TV and going out in the world. If you want to be a public figure or anything like that, see, because when I went on TV. I was doing a CNBC or CNN or something, and they sent me for media training because they didn't want me to go on there looking like a schmuck. Yes. I think even if you're not in the public eye, but you are in, let's say, a, a sales position, that media training is important. I, I really do. I think it builds, it's a confidence builder, and it really lets you see like where your, maybe your flaws are. And listen, I took an acting class in front of, I had to act in front of a video to do like commercials. I got kicked out of that class. No. Why? What? Because I thought I wanted to be an actor. You know, I'm a Gemini. So I have many dreams that I've tried to like accomplish. I mean, I sing. I took singing lessons Are for you many a good years. Singer? I didn't know you well, sang. Well, don't put me on the spot because I'm not going to sing. But I, I, yes, I can sing. <gasps> oh, I didn't know that. Yes. And I took singing lessons for many, many years because, you know, when I got divorced and I wanted to like refine myself, I now had the opportunity to really like, you know, see what I wanted to do with my life, you know, other than, you know, have to work and and eventually start my own business. So I just think media training is important for many reasons. I would love to have media training. Love it. I think, you know, maybe I wouldn't get kicked out. I know. Why did you get kicked out of the commercial? Yeah. Well, I couldn't read the teleprompter. (laughs) Well, because you can't see. No, I could see. I just couldn't like <laughs> keep up quick. with it. It was too quick. I couldn't keep up well, with the Well, they could slow it down. At the time, they told me I was not thin enough and <gasps> I was not fat enough to be. So I really was like, what am I? Where am I? And, you know, they really, it wasn't really nice because they really like shattered my confidence. So after that, I was done with acting. I knew like maybe this is just not the road I'm going to take. It's fine. And then I pursued my singing lessons more. And that actually was very therapeutic because now everything with the breathing and it really taught me how to be within myself and breathe, you know, and it's singing is, is not easy. No, I mean, it's hard to belt one out. Yeah. But I mean, it's a lot, it has to do a lot with your breathing. And when you have learned exactly how to really breathe properly, like into your diaphragm. And I, into I don't your... think I'm a good breather. I'm a horrible breather. Horrible so, breather. No, but it's very important because it really like sets the tone for, it, you know, your muscle, your vocal cords are an instrument and it helps wow. support that. And I took it for many years and I loved it. So that's really where I, you know. Is that like, but do I never you really, really did wish anything. you wanted to be a singer? Is that like the one well, that got away? Like, Yes. Like when I watched Daisy Jones and the Sixes. Oh, we loved like, it. Daisy Jones I'm already and the on Six. watching it for the third Daisy Jones and the Six. I'm already on the third time watching the entire seasons. I already season. I watched it three times already. I'm obsessed with it. I'm obsessed with the fact that she never sang. Yeah, Riley Keogh. Riley Keogh. I I was obsessed with that. I I just couldn't believe that she never sang because I mean I to me her voice. I mean obviously it's in her genes. Well, she her is granddaughter. the granddaughter of Elvis, right. the daughter yeah. of Lisa uh, Marie yes. Presley. So I mean it's it's innate in her genes. But I also feel like certain talents are innate in your genes. I just do. I mean my mother used to sing and play the piano, 
I love that. I mean, she. I had a beautiful grand piano in my house and my mother sang. And I mean, unfortunately, she passed away when I was 18. But I mean, I feel like I got so many things from her, you know, yeah. like I got the, the singing from her, the music. I got my fashion from her. I mean, she was a fashion star. I mean, just, you know, so many things. See, these things also go really hand in hand for me, music and fashion. I agree. I feel like I love music as well. I grew up Very with much. parents that were obsessed with music. My dad was like a, like a rock and roll encyclopedia and my mom was very into fashion and clothes and I sketched from being like a very young girl and I worry now because there's no big like music trends like I feel like, the same way like, I, I was listening to Fleetwood Mac Gypsy this morning and think and immediately you think of Stevie Nicks in a kimono with a tambourine with ribbons like you know what, what is going what on what's going on now I, I don't understand what do I say all the time I feel like an old well, I hate to say it. I don't want to say I'm an old lady, but I feel the exact same way with music. I love singer-songwriter music. Yes. I grew up with music in my house. My mother was very into fashion, whatever was going on yes. at the time. We we listened. Same thing. It was very Fleetwood Mac house. And it's just what is happening now with fashion and music because I feel like music drove fashion. That's why I watch the Country Music Awards. Yes. Yes. Their me fashion too. is magnificent. Little Big Town unbelievable with yes. the clothes. Yeah. They come in for the win. Karen yes. Fairchild, unbelievable. I you just know, I feel, never knew the names of Little Big Town. Well, I follow Karen Fairchild. She's she beautiful stuff. No, the brunette. The brunette. And the other one, her name on Instagram is Ogussie, but I don't even know her name, but I follow her on Instagram. Mm. But they just have great style. Yes. They remind me of ABBA. Yes, yes, yes. A little bit. In a yes. good way. Oh but my they, God, ABBA. Love ABBA. But everybody had amazing style. But now when you watch the Grammys, you know, I used to love the fish, but now it's just like too casual, not, you know. Well, the problem is there's no movements in music. So obviously we lost Vivian Westwood not that long ago, which was like, to me, probably one of the biggest blows yeah. in fashion ever because she was really like the godmother of punk. But again, there were like movements. There was like a new romantic movement. There was a punk movement. There was, you know, like- We had disco years disco. ago. Exactly. Disco, I mean, disco. Oh, oh. Can we not discuss- can we not discuss that pink leather jacket with the puff sleeves that that, that I have from you? Wait, and you know, I can't Beyond. just I just can't get rid of it. No, no. I'm never getting I rid mean, of it. I mean, are we getting rid of that? Never. I'm obsessed yeah. with it. I love it. Right? I love that. I jacket. mean, that talk about disco. I mean, that was we did a whole roller skating rink shoot for that collection. I which I, didn't I, sell. Well, you but know, sometimes what we it. love that doesn't is. sell. That's that's I always say. If I love it, it's the kiss of death. Because yeah, everybody doesn't have taste like us right, all the no. time. And it, we're a little out there. Yeah. We definitely are a little out there. And honestly, thank God I have Erin in my design meetings talk about somebody that, you know, could really. I mean, because she and maybe you have this with Lexi when you collaborate with she really like knows the customer and she knows the world. I feel like I'm a little bit you know, like I'm a designer. So I look to like vintage things and things that are a little more out there and, and travel she, and travel. And she understands like she's like, uh, I don't think so. I'm like, well, I want to put like a sparkly patch on, you know, she's like, I think we need to have it be more understandable. And, you know, quite frankly, when you're in business, you need to sell product. So it's true. But, I think that's the other thing people don't realize. I sell the masses. We sell a lot of right. things to the masses. We have our beauty brand line. 
And it's funny, Ralph, who we work with, I'm going to call out Ralph. I, he does, I don't even think he listens to our podcast, but he always yells at me. He's like, you're a kook, you know, but Lexi does a lot of the packaging with Michelle, another designer, amazing designer who works with us. And sometimes we're a little nuts and I we get, get reprimanded. all the time. Do for you? Being too- oh, yeah. I, I'm bells and whistles, but I do think that actually understandable is a very important word because it's something that relatable, even, understandable. Yes. Even with soiree, like we have to educate customers on brands, you know, and yes. I think people don't realize that they think that they'll launch a product and if they love it, then everyone will automatically love it. And how could you not get it? It's about educating them, understand, you know, having an understanding of like how you got to that place. Yes. What is the product? What does it mean? And I think that's a big, important part. Like you've had to now educate your customers that you have a summer line, that yes. you're not just a and fur line. I would love to talk more about Soiree because when you first showed me the packaging, talking about packaging, and I, it resonated with me because, I mean, it's just we resonate yes. with each other yes, naturally. we do. We have very- I mean, from day one, we resonated with each other. But it's so resonated with me on so many different levels because, number one, the coloring of the packaging. And I'm, I'm very visual. That's how I live and breathe. I mean, if somebody... Or something doesn't look good to me, it hurts my eyes. I can't look at it. Oh, I'm the same way. It hurts my eyes. I say to John, sometimes I'm I'm like veering off the topic a little bit. It's okay. okay. We love to have conversations. But like sometimes, you know, he says, let's go to this restaurant. I don't want to go to that restaurant. It's ugly people. I can't look at ugly people. I only want to be with like. It's Where with terrible? you? No, it's not I terrible. I don't want to be. I want to be surrounded. You know, like he wants to go. We're thinking about going on vacation, right? To Europe. He says, I don't care about the hotel. Oh, <gasps> oh. can you please talk Horrific. to him? Lamb chop. Lamb chop. We call John Lamb Chop, by the way. If we refer okay. to someone as Lamb Chop, that's Jocelyn's <laughs> boyfriend, chop, John. Lamb Chop could be in a trailer park on vacation. If I'm going to go on vacation and I don't go on a million vacations, look, I mean, I, you know, I You're don't busy. have time. If I'm going on one vacation for the summer, do you think I want to stay in it like a subpar hotel? I no, mean, I'm no. Not be- I mean, Mm-mm. listen, it doesn't, I don't like big, you know, gauche hotels. I like a nice little boutique hotel. But I mean, it has to be fancy. It has to be fancy. It has to have 600 thread count I mean, sheets. Hello. I mean, he should understand that I need fancy. We're together. 13 years it's going to be. Also, you've worked very hard. To, right. to attain and achieve this. And I want to be, this is like our content, point of contention. You have no idea. I mean, this drives me insane. I would rather not go. I'm the same way. Don't yes, go. Don't, with, I, I don't want to go. afford or be in something that's unbelievably fabulous. I'm not going. Me I'm neither. the same way. Right? I'd rather stay home. You two are very similar around home. that. I, I don't have go. a boyfriend, so I don't fight with anyone. Okay, but so the, it's fine. See, My it's boyfriend is four thing. years old. He goes where I tell him. Okay, yes, but you exactly. Could pick, but you could pick wherever you want to go. And like, that's it. You that's know what it. I'm saying? Me, I have to like contend with this. I mean, it's not acceptable. Anyway, I want to get back to soiree because soiree resonated with me getting back to that on so many different levels because I am not from the drinkers. Okay. Like it just, and at this stage in my life, and I feel like as I get older, it just really doesn't resonate with me. I drank this weekend. I had a glass of wine. We went to Bill Bouquet out in Sag Harbor. Yes. Yes. For dinner. It was very, Mm -hmm. it was very nice. We love it there. And I had a glass of wine. It's the pretty people. It's the pretty people. Cause I only go, I like pretty, you know, like I said, the pretty people. And I had a glass of rosé. I have to tell you, no, it did doesn't. Did you have a headache? Yes, it doesn't resonate with me. It, and it never did. 
Once I turned 30 years old, I really could have probably stopped drinking. It just does not agree with my body. And so coming up with this mocktail drink is just amazing for me because guess what? Who, you know, we love the can. We love the whole look of it. We love the fact that not everybody likes to drink. No. And here is an alternative it to is. people that want yeah. something it's that not, tastes good. It is. It's You know what it is? It's complex flavors. It's not a sparkling seltzer, which is like, oh, cherry seltzer, this, that. Right. This is this could actually taste like a cocktail, mocktail. It doesn't taste like a faux alcohol, but it's complex Correct. flavors. And yeah. I think that's why people love it so much. Yes. The funny thing since starting soiree, because I grew up in England, so I was like, grandfathered into being a born hardcore blackout drinker i mean it's like <laughs> it's a rite of passage and you have to do it when you're from england or else yes. they ask you to leave the island yes <laughs> so you know i have always been a drinker but now we're in soiree and it's like i'm in this very like sober curious space i follow a lot of accounts obviously who talk about sobriety and choosing not to drink and i was looking at someone last night a guy who's super interesting from england he was actually on love island in the first season and is now like a public speaker, has a really big podcast. He was saying, if you have to drink alcohol to go on a night out and going to get drunk is like the main purpose of your evening, you're on the wrong night out. You yeah. have the wrong friends. If you have to be drunk to enjoy the company of people that you're with, you have the wrong friends. You know, alcohol is a toxin. That's why they call it a detox. So the more I read and like listen to podcasts and look at information on Instagram, like alcohol really is like such a crazy phenomenon. There's nothing in the world that's pushed really yeah. that is bad for you the way alcohol yes. is. It's true. I, ab I absolutely agree. It is weird. I, I think I'm going to use that line. If you have to drink to be around us and you know what I'm going to I know use why that. you're going to use that line. You know, you're with the wrong crew. <laughs> It's true. You I with never, the people. I, well, I mean, when I was in my 20s and I was going to Fire Island and the Hamptons and everybody did a lot of things, you know, besides I liked the alcohol, other things too. which they aren't around anymore. But I don't know. I never felt good the next day. It never agreed with me. It just doesn't. It didn't agree with my sense. But also, like when I think about my history, like with alcohol, I never needed alcohol to like go into a room. You're, I could go I into agree. a party and you didn't I'm not need saying the liquid that I always courage. had this confidence, but I don't know. I always entertained myself. I thought I was funny. <laughs> I, I did. Like, I just, you know, I don't know. I never, like, needed, like, oh, you know, I'm going to this party. I need to have a drink, you know? It's a like, lot I of never, people are like that. But I go yes, out with they, a lot of people do. that are like, I need a drink. I need this. I think maybe you and I, you know, the people like us, we have to be around our friends or the other people, and we have to be their hype people. You don't need the yes. drink. We have to be like their little courage for them. Yes. And, and help them and say, soiree, you're good enough without this alcohol. What is yeah. it that people feel they need this liquid courage or they need to relax? What is it? It's cultural. And I'll tell you why. Because a good friend of ours, Sophia, the Royal Sweet Fairy, she has an event I love business. her, the Royal Sweet Fairy. She's I'd like amazing. to call her out. I mean, she is so good. She also listens to the podcast. So I'm happy she's going to hear this. Mom culture is driven by alcohol also like that get to the end of the day and reward yourself with a glass of wine and Sophia gave it a very cool name the victory sip everyone at the end of the night is looking for that victory sip and it's whether you're a mom if you're a mom and you've survived your children if you have a business and you've survived a day in your business but the victory sip when it's alcohol then keeps you awake 
stops you from being productive the next day. So it's about changing the narrative and culturally, like all of those things. Like I started having soirees as my victory sip and I realized it wasn't the alcohol. It was the treat. It was yes. that experience. It was having something to look forward to. Okay. I love a soiree, which obviously it's my company. I love a soiree, but I drink it throughout the day. What's my victory thing at the end of the day? Oh God. <laughs> Dairy queen. Oh, Dairy me too. queen. I was just going to say a blizzard. Do wait you know, a second. Wait a minute. Obsessed. Okay. Not only Dairy Queen, but any kind of ice cream. No, it's Dairy, Vic- Dairy Queen. Do I have to try? I mean, wait a minute. I get. Have you ever had a Dairy Queen? Yes, no, but I, I get had Uber it. Eats delivered like twice a week, blizzards to the house, a few of them. Better than Carvel Parfait? Yeah. You don't know. A blizzard is where it's like mixed in. I get the large. We, Lexi, what do we get? The Heath Bar? Well, I have only had two Dairy Queens in my entire life because Thanks I've never to, had one. Right. Thanks to Marge. She goes, I'm into the Dairy Queen. So well, me and Nino took a drive over there. We actually took my ex-husband too. And he got a tremendously large blizzard, ate it all in three seconds, and then almost threw up in the parking oh, lot. God. That's another story. But I die yeah. for Dairy Queen. It's good. That is my victory. It sense. is so funny because my stepdaughter, when she was pregnant with her second child she has three like age three age two and newborn well, i don't she's know how she does it busy. oh she's very busy but she kept saying to us we have to stop at dairy queen we have to stop at dairy queen i, I was like what's with the dairy queen she had this like obsession this like craving for dairy queen I and i this one. Uh, honestly i have to tell you i like a little ice cream every night like something sweet that's my that's yeah, my that's you know my victory thing. drink is my thing too me too my it's a dairy queen. but i've learned to control it but now i have to like now i'm gonna have to go and find dairy queen but they'll yeah. deliver it they they'll, deliver you got yeah do they have dairy queen in the city no no not in the yeah city. i think they you they, don't think they do i think they have no, dairy, queen. Don't they have dairy they queen, don't have in dairy queen in the hamptons oh yeah only car- they have dairy oh queen. no they have carvel do no, i just they have go carvel. to carvel I go, I go, go to Carvel. Have it? Yes, Queen? but not in the Hamptons. No, I do the Carvel in the Hamptons. Yeah, I'll me go too. to the Carvel. Right, we go to um, the Carvel. You know, they they cut up. back on the ice cream place in the Hamptons. I used to go to Scoops du Jour <gasps> in East. It's Scoop, the no, best. It's the best. I know, but Gone. they're not but open there's all also the time. another one. I forgot the name of it, though, in Sag Harbor. That's like a homemade... Well, we just is have to... Sco- oh, is that the... We'll go when we... It begins with an O. Yes, but I... Not autos. No. Something like that. Not autos. But anyway, listen, we're wrapping we're wrapping up here. Let's just do the recap. Yes. It's important to collaborate. It's important to support other women in business. Right, right Jocelyn? Yes. Support other women 100%. in business. It's important to be honest about the comebacks, the setbacks, the pitfalls, to help other people and also to help yourself. Yes, yes. because I feel like just to reiterate that you need to know what your strengths are and what they are not. Yes. And as soon as you become and are mature enough, okay, because like I said, we didn't start, you know, really our business. I agree. You have to realize that. You have to look at that and say, okay, this is what, what I'm good at. And this is what this person is good at. And you have to relinquish control so that you can have a great collaborative business. And honestly, I have to say, I'm that is one of my assets. I am very like happy to, you know, Erin, just deal with it. Oh, me too. I, it's, I you know, that. and it's like, it's like, she's my right hand, you know, it's like, and I'm lucky to have that because if I was, didn't have that personality, I wouldn't be able to do that. 
I, I want to ask Erin one question because she is here. Erin, can you relinquish control or are you a little bit of a control freak? Yeah, I feel you because I feel like you and I are in a similar situation. I was just interested on that on a personal level. Okay, so Jocelyn. She's definitely more of a control freak than I am. She likes to have, like, she'll say to me, like, stop, you know? Like, she'll, she's kind of a little bit the boss of me. That's I mean, Oh, I say that honestly, to Lexi all the time. Honestly, I mean, who do you work for? Erin. Erin's like the boss of don't me. Don't I always say that about Lexi? If I yeah. say if Lexi says it, I do. Yeah, I don't make too. a move without Lexi. Me too. I mean, we had it. We had I, to, I call, Joe gets annoyed with me. He gets annoyed. No. I go, I, I have to call Lexi. I'm like, Lexi, should we put yeah. the lights in the bathroom? Lexi, should we do this? Okay, same. Yeah. I mean, but John doesn't get annoyed with me because he knows that whatever she says, you know, he knows her for so long. He knows that whatever she says, it's like this, you know, a, a trust that we have that it's she's going to be correct I pretty feel, much all yeah. of the time. Same thing with I us mean, and, and the family. And it's Same like, thing. you know what, though? It's like sometimes I really try to stand my ground. And even if I know, like we have design meetings and we, I also have somebody else on my team, Jerry, who's amazing. He's an amazing creative designer. And we have these meetings. And it's so funny because they bamboozle me. They bamboozled me, me with my mouth. <laughs> you should see what goes on in a meeting. I'm a little mouse. They That's like so say funny. To me, they take over. Not, they take over. And then I like, you know, they leave and I'm like, John, they totally bamboozled me. Like, I really want to do this. And like, they don't, they say no. They said they gave you the. But the they, thing is, kibosh. in the end, in the end, I kind of know that they're right. You know, I get yeah. it. I get it. Well, this was so great having it. We have to. Should we ask her the questions? Yeah. We, OK, we it. got it. All right. Succinct media train questions. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Okay. So we ask everyone, how would you stack up your percentages? We say the Marge is 50% delusion to 50% determination. What would you say you are? That's my success. I would say the same. 50% I believe it. We're very and same. 50%. We're very yeah. similar. You are. Very, yeah. very. 50% delusion. You are. 100%. Look at her. Right? Yeah. I, think, I think I know, but. A big girl panty moment in your business where you had to like really just pull up your pants and say like, fuck it, it's on. When I lost my business partner of seven years and he left the business to his wife and I just, I had, I knew I had to like jump into a different situation. I mean, not, you know, it was just, I knew I had to business wise. It wasn't personal. It was business. And I really had to take a hit and, you know, get out of something. Thank God I have John, but get out of a situation where I knew I wasn't going to be able to thrive and I wasn't going to be able to have the control. But then I jumped into this other situation where I sort of lost control. But it's okay because you know what? I got a lot of gifts. You know, I jumped into being with Steve Madden, but being with Steve Madden, I met so many amazing people and I got a lot of gifts and, you know, like confidence wise and other things that I just, you know, I learned so much from from that, from being in that partnership with him. So everything is a learning experience. So that's how I feel about that. I but, yeah, that was good. I mean, so what is your most entrepreneur real advice, real advice? I just said it. Yes. know your strengths and your weaknesses. I love it. That's what I said. Know your strengths and your weaknesses and being able to relinquish control to somebody that does it better than you. Thank you. Thank you, Jocelyn. Now, where can everyone find you? Shopjocelyn.com. And Instagram? Same? L-Y-N. Shop Jocelyn. And Instagram, at Shop Jocelyn. And Bloomingdale's, Neiman's, Saks, Nordstrom's, Tootsie's in Dallas, Revolve, 
shop up and many She's many more specialty global. stores global global honey her, her global. line is it's fantastic I mean, her accessories are unbelievable. She has shorts for the coming season. And we have hats, we have, yeah. bags, everything. Head to toe everything color matches. Her matches. colors are amazing. I love a coordinate. Yes, we love a nice coordinate. Okay. Thanks, Caviar Dreamers. Thanks, Caviar Dreamers. Thanks, Thanks Caviar Dreamers. Keep dreaming. <laughs> Keep dreaming. Thanks for listening. And if you love the podcast, don't forget to leave us a five-star review at Apple Podcasts. Follow me at The Real Margaret Josephs. And me at The Life of Mrs. B. And the podcast at Caviar Dreams Tuna Fish Budget. Tune in every Wednesday for new episodes. Keep Keep dreaming, dreaming, Caviar Caviar Dreamers. Dreamers!